And now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Ali Shorten. And I'm Stephanie Bonnet. Today on the show... Uh, it's a feature-length special as we dive into Indonesia. Jason and Andy join us live to give us an insight into life being LGBTQ plus in the country. <laughs> uh, all that, news and a lot more. Stay here, you're listening to Shout Out. No one. No. So, I, well, I was about to burst into song, but I thought Stevie Wonder might come in. Happy birthday to oh, yes. you. Yes. Happy birthday, <laughs> Ezra. <laughs> Happy birthday, Ezra. She, she's not on a mic at the moment. Thank you. Thank you very much. On a mic. But we do have a little present for her. Oh, come here, Ezra. Which you have to get on a mic for. Oh, oh. Okay, I hope that you can pick this up, listeners. It's in an orange bag. And uh, thank you. This is a lovely surprise. Celebrating this with the shout out listeners. That's tissue paper. Are you going to tell them how old you are? Pardon? Are you going to tell them how old you are? Or we're not allowed to oh, ask? I'm, I'm 38 years young today. <laughs> oh! Um, I can't say that word on radio. It's a very, uh, it's a very uh, interesting mug that talks about the system and not liking it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, and oh, a seaweed and sage soap. Very vegan. Thank you very much, everybody. So happy birthday, Ed. Thank happy you. Birthday. Anyway, welcome, shout out, everyone. So, Thank hello, you, Terry. Tissue paper goes as well, yes. Hello, Hello. Tara. Hello. 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 I haven't had this many in this studio in a long time. It's We're packed. Crammed. Yeah. Is it just because it says his birthday? Someone like brought a bottle of bubbly for afterwards? No, I've just started selling tickets, so we've got audience now. <laughs> <laughs> Who's taking the money? It was in my pocket at the moment. <laughs> and uh, yeah, feature length special today. Not very often we do these. Yeah. So looking well. at Indonesia, which can be interesting because I know very little about Indonesia at all. Well, you're going to be edumacated, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Shilton. <laughs> edumacated. To be brung up. Yeah. Yes. Dragged. Brought up the right well, way. Well, I, I was going to say, didn't it? Wasn't uh, Roman Rat an edumacated rat? Was it? Yes. yes. Yeah, you're right. That was a thing, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Was that a, uh, a relation to Roland? Or? I don't think he's from Indonesia, no. though. So no, I don't think he's from Indonesia. Sorry, just doing a, ran- a random curveball. And Andy's in the <laughs> studio. We're, 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 <laughs> give him five minutes, we'll say something, and we we'll go, that's from that song. <laughs> Tell you what, I was appalled today. We went in this shop in Laycock, and they had old-fashioned sweets, you know, like the, the fruit yeah. salads and the blackjacks and all that. They're a fraction sweets. of the size, and they're five p each. I paid a no. farthing. What's a farthing? <laughs> What's that? Sorry, you get four for a penny. Okay. Yeah. An old penny. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Are you sure you're not just an adult now, so they look smaller? <laughs> no, it's the same. <laughs> adult. When did that happen? <laughs> I don't like it here. Take me away. <laughs> uh, wagon wheels. So. Wagon oh, wheels had I, I shrunk. They, when they, I was a they kid, big, they? they were the size <laughs> of a proper wagon. I couldn't hold one. <laughs> <laughs> it was the stretch of my arms to get a wagon wheel around. Stretch of imagination, there, you, I think. You throw up because there was so much chocolate and mallow that it was just. They were huge. I was never allowed them. 
Hello. Really? Well, that's about, yeah, yeah. Not, they know. didn't have them in Scotland. That's the answer, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, my my parents owned, part of my family owned a bakery, so we were only like they eat bakery goods. Well, bit bread. <laughs> no cakes, cakes as well. Lots cakes. of cakes. So not cakes. Strawberries. Cake. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Cake. Cake. Raspberries. <laughs> no, no. I was going to say the Scottish have a big thing for raspberries. Shortbread. Oh, and gooseberries. Oh, yes, they're gooseberries. But you don't yeah. see gooseberries anymore. Where are they going? Oh, today's show is about Indonesia, everybody. It's a foreign country, yeah, I'm a foreigner. Yeah. I'm a foreigner. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, it's going to be a feature length special, so <laughs> should, we, should we kick it off? We'll be back in a minute when we're talking to our guests, lovely Jason and Andy. Stay with us. The Shout Out Podcast. There you go, that's the lovely Saint Etienne, and uh, he's on the phone. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. There you go. Sorry, I heard that on the radio the other day. I thought, oh, I it's a great that track. Long time. Wow. I know someone that uh, knew Saint Etienne in their heyday. Used them. What do you mean? Knew them. Oh, knew them. Knew <laughs> them. <laughs> Used them. You shouldn't <laughs> swap those headphones. <laughs> I know, I know. So, yeah. Um, anyway, Indonesia. Um, I will introduce Jason and Andy in a minute. But Terry, I think you've got a bit of background for us, haven't you, guys? Indonesia consists of thousands of distinct native, ethnic, and hundreds of linguistic groups, with Javanese being the largest. A shared identity has developed with the motto "Many Yet One," defined by a national language, cultural diversity, religious pluralism within a Muslim majority population and a history of colonialism and rebellion against it. The economy of Indonesia is the world's 16th largest by nominal GDP. It's the world's third largest democracy, a regional power and is considered a middle power in global affairs. The country is a member of several multilateral organisations, including the United Nations, of course, the World Trade Organisation and the G20. The name Indonesia derives from the Greek Indos and Nessos, meaning Indian Islands. The name dates back to the 19th century, which predates the formation of independent Indonesia. The first Europeans arrived in the islands in 1512, when Portuguese traders sought to monopolise the sources of nutmeg, cloves and pepper in the Maluku Islands. Dutch and British traders followed. In 1602, the Dutch established the Dutch East India Company and became the dominant European power for almost 200 years. For most of the colonial period, Dutch control over the islands was tenuous. Dutch forces were engaged continuously in quelling rebellions on and off Java. The influence of local leaders such as Prince Diponegro in central Java, Imam Bonjol in central Sumatra and Patimura in Maluku and the bloody 30-year Ake War weakened the Dutch and tied up the colonial military forces. Only in the early 20th century did Dutch dominance extend to what was to become Indonesia's, Indonesia's current boundaries. The Japanese invasion and occupation during World War II ended the Dutch rule and encouraged an independence movement. Two days after the surrender of Japan in August 1945 and the end of the war, Sukarno and Mohamed Hatta issued the Proclamation of Indonesian Independence. Then Sukarno, Mohamed Hatta and Sutan Shajir, influential nationalist leaders, were appointed President, Vice President and Prime Minister, respectively. 
The Netherlands attempted to re-establish their rule, beginning the Indonesian National Revolution, which ended in December 1949, when the Dutch recognised Indonesian independence. The cultural history of the Indonesian islands spans more than 2,000 years. Influences are from the Indian subcontinent, mainland China, the Middle East, Europe and Austronesian peoples, and they've historically shaped the cultural, linguistic and religious makeup of the islands. As a result, modern-day Indonesia has a multicultural, multilingual a multi-ethnic society with a complex cultural mixture which differs significantly from the original indigenous cultures. In the economic sphere, there is a, ga a gap in wealth, unemployment rate and health between densely populated islands and economic centres such as Sumatra and Java and the more sparsely populated disadvantaged areas such as Maluku and Papua. This has created a situation in which nearly 80% of Indonesia's population lives in the western part of the country and yet grows slower than the rest of the country. In the social arena, numerous cases of racism and discrimination eventually especially against Chinese Indonesians and Papuans have been well documented throughout the history of Indonesia. Such cases have sometimes led to violent conflicts which most notably led to the May 1998 riots and the Papua conflict which has continued since 1962. LGBT people also regularly face challenges. Although LGBT issues have been relatively obscure in the country, the 2010s have seen a rapid surge of anti-LGBT rhetoric, putting LGBT LGBT Indonesians into a frequent subject of intimidation, discrimination and even violence. In addition, Indonesia has been reported to have sizable numbers of child and forced labourers, the former being pre prevalent in the palm oil and tobacco industries and the latter in the fishing industry. Well, there you go, a bit of background for you there. So, uh, a very warm welcome shout out to uh, Jason and Andy. Hello. 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 Lovely, to, lovely to have you here. So, oh, it's um, our pleasure. Did, did all of that ring true? Is that is that all stuff you already knew? I presume. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so let's start off. We're not giving any secrets away when I say you two are a couple, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. How long have you been together? <laughs> We've been together for eight years. And I bet it feels like about like eight weeks, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> so g give us a bit of background then. Whereabouts are you from in Indonesia? So, so we're from the capital, both of us, uh, born and raised there. And then we studied there as well. And we actually came from the same university when we did our bachelor and that's actually where we met for oh, the first yeah. time. Was that, was that where you met? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, just a reminder, the capital is Jakarta. And today, is, in fact, is the Independence Day. So happy Independence Day, Indonesia. Yay! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why we had you on. This planned. It was actually planned. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> surprise. surprise. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Now, when you were growing up, when you were kids and that, when you found out you were gay, was there any conflict with your families? Um, did you feel comfortable or were you very trepidatious? Who wants you to can start first. Oh, yeah, maybe I will start first. So it is very hard for me because, first of all, my family previously was very religious they're, they're, uh, so I come from a Christian family and my dad is a reformed uh, uh, reform Christian and then my mom uh, from the Seventh-day Adventist church so they're very re religious and then very strict on what I should do and about what I should should not do so when so the first time is actually my brothers found out I was gay. They stopped talking to me for like two months. And then uh, 
after that I met my I met someone and then that this someone uh, <coughs> outed me to like my family and my life was become it became a hell a hellish life I think uh, my mom cried uh, telling me like what did I do wrong I've been praying for you why did you become gay things like that every heard every words that can hurt me she's, she basically said it to me directly to my face and then she stopped talking to me for like a week but then somehow after that uh, my family can I ask you how that made you feel at the time oh my gosh I I had suicidal thoughts of course but I had one I have one best friend and he's not gay he's straight but he's basically telling me like you need to keep move on you need to like stay alive things like that and it's very comforting he's uh, so it's basically like become my source of hope things like that but yeah so you were lucky enough to have some friends around I have you some at the friends, time but yeah. I, I would imagine that it's not nice hearing your own mum yeah say. my own mum saying things like that but and how long exactly can you clarify that for how long I don't know for years? several months or years probably I, I couldn't remember but then after that my family starting from my brother they opened up my brother they uh, he started to to study about what is LGBT, what is gay, how to be like uh, an ally, a, an ally, a yeah. good brother to a good brother, things like that. And from him, actually, it was like spread it. I don't know how to say it, but it, so my family kinda accepted me, but they didn't say it up until now. Actually, they yeah. know who I am, but they never talk about it. So, so how many years ago was it they found out? Probably 10 years now. Right. Around 10 years now. And you, and you still haven't talked about it yet? We haven't talked about it. And they actually, knew. they the, knew we were together. They knew we were together. Uh, it's actually, Andy is already considered as part of my family member in a way. Yeah. But we never talk about it. It's unhealthy. It was never out in the open. And um, actually, I, I've been wanting to really clarify that with um, his side of family. Um, oh, by the way, um, from me, myself, I didn't really have that much trouble with my family. I could say I, I'm lucky in a way. Um, so I was the only child. So Jason, <coughs> in comparison, in contrast, was five brothers and yeah. sisters. Yeah, I have four siblings. So... I had it easier probably and my mom was my mom never doubted anything until to the point where I came out to her and basically when I came out um, my mom and dad were already divorced so I never came out to my dad and that was that was probably it because my mom she never she never um so she was never really good at expressing herself, but at least she could say that um, I accept you for who you are, although maybe she's not very comfortable, but she knew and Jason. I presume she's met Jason. Yes, yeah. so I was going there. Um, We're she close. Knew, yeah, she knew Jason. We traveled um, the world together, basically, um, before she passed away. And um, I was thinking of coming out to my dad but I never got the chance to because he passed away um, 
two years after my mom passed away. So there you go. Yeah, but that's from our family. I mean, like from our um, circle, circle, social like circle. Social circle is very hard. Both of us get bullied, especially when we were in the primary and junior high school. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, up to um, so it stopped when I was in high school, but just yeah, because same. I was performing a lot better academically, <laughs> but mm, same you know. thing happened to me. And actually, yeah, that's the reason we perform better academically. It's to stop the bullying. If they want to cheat, <laughs> they want to ask us questions or get help, then they have to stop bullying. Basically, yeah. that's it. <laughs> in a way like that, yeah. I think every gay person in Indonesia uh, teachers pet. That. Yeah, they become teachers pet, especially the English teacher. <laughs> especially English teachers, yeah. Cool. Well, listen, it's, it's nice hearing the story about you. Um, we're gonna go and have a quick, quick break and get some news. Um, when we come back to you, perhaps we'll have a talk about what it's like in Indonesia and and um, how what it's like being LGBT and and yes. what is okay and what isn't and the like. So, um, stay with us. We'll be talking to Jason and Andy when we come back. You're listening to Shout Out. Back in a minute. The Shout Out podcast. Uh, that's Amory with uh, Shania Twain. Twain. Yeah, that's the Twain. Shania Twain. Twain. Shania Twain. Twain. That's called Unhealthy. That don't impress me much. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Love very it. clever. Ooh. I like that. Very droll. <laughs> Sharp. When you didn't cut yourself. <laughs> Ooh, behave. So, I didn't bring a birthday jingle. I should have done, really, shouldn't I? Instead of the news jingle. You could sing it. You've part. You you've all sung it. I've had a present um, that's very relevant and uh, no, lovely bar of soap, a... reminding me. You know, I don't wash enough, and I'm very <laughs> thankful for the subtlety in those messages. Thank you. Cool. Well, with that, should we get some news Let's. headlines? This is Shout Out News. Shock, but also resilience and incredible pride in the solidarity of our community. Those are the feelings that have come forward to summarise the LGBTQIA community's response to the stabbings of two customers at the popular gay venue The Two Brewers in London's Clapham district on Sunday the 13th of August. One of the two men hospitalised after the attack, for which Metropolitan Police are still hunting for a perpetrator, said, I've, been, I've not been left feeling sad, nor angry, nor confused. I've just been left with so many questions to think what can lead to changing someone's mind that much that they feel it's okay to attack people, whatever their reasons, and how we change that. There has, according to the Gay Newswire Pink News, been an outpouring of love and support on social media, proving the emotional resilience and social solidarity of the community. Suri Chan, a prize-winning Malaysian poet and member of the LGBT plus community, says that his fellow LGBT plus Malaysians should not be too harsh on Matty Healy, the lead singer of the pop group 1975, who incurred the wrath of the draconian authorities in the country by kissing a male friend on stage. Suri says, I agree that he didn't pick the ideal time and place for activism, but he did not disrespect anyone. Healy may have been drunk when he ranted about Kuala Lumpur regime, but under his sloppy, explicit laden prose lay a hint of truth. Regardless of whether you liked his delivery, the message was clear. Malaysia's treatment of LGBTQIA plus people is not a human right violation. Let's not disguise homophobia as Malaysian culture. Culture is food, clothing, art. Culture does not tell people who they can and cannot love. This oppression is not cultural rel- relate- Sorry, relativism, it's bigotry. 
A new study demonstrates the fact that anti-transgender extremists who claim that lots of trans people regret undergoing procedures to affirm their gender identity are lying. So writes Amelia Hansford at the Newswire Pink News. Amelia notes a study from the University of Michigan published in the journal JAMA Surgery found that the median satisfaction rate amongst those surveyed was 5 out of 5. Regret was 0 out of 100, meaning that not a single patient involved in this study regretted their choice to have surgery. None of the respondents reported undergoing any reversal procedures. The Spartacist League, a small but highly active revolutionary... Sorry, Terry, could you pronounce that word for me Trotskyist. there? <laughs> Thank you. Group blasts the recent press hounding of gay television personality Philip Schofield in the Conservative Papers. The article, which appears in the newspaper Workers' Hammer, which is, a, which is sold in many radical and progressive bookstores, says Schofield is a handsome, wealthy gay man in his 60s. According to moralists, this makes him a sexual predator out to corrupt the country's young men. His crime? He had a consensual affair with a young male colleague. Who are we supposed to believe couldn't possibly have consented. The whole gruesome spectacle is an outrage. As socialists we unequivocally defend Hugh Edwards and Schofield. Sexual activity between individuals is nobody's business but their own, as long as it is effectively consented, said the newspaper. ITV News reports that several hundred people marched through the town centre of the northern borough of Wigan for the annual Pride festivities. The weather was not perfect, the ITV newscasters reported, but this did not dampen spirits. Despite the rain people lined the streets to cheer on drag queens, LGBTQ plus charities and other organisations taking part in the parade. A party in a local park continued through the afternoon with entertainment provided by pop acts, drag queens and an address from the town council. Greenwich Pride is taking place on Saturday 19th of August. Gay London Life magazine has this to say about the localised event. Lovely, leafy Greenwich is home to a couple of cracking gay venues. On Saturday 19th of August they'll be joining forces for a local Pride celebration and raising money for the likes of THT, Macmillan, AKT and Mind. To start, there'll be a stage outside the old Rose and Crown on which 15 queens will be competing in a charity version of Drag Race. Hosted by Bingo Babe, Miss sorry. This will go to about 9pm at night and after that, it's all over to the Jordan Dragon for dancing until stupid o'clock. Lesbian, socialist, feminist and award-winning crime fiction writer Val McDermid tells The Guardian that she is following a podcast called Gone Medieval in her spare time. In an interview ahead of her appearance at the Edinburgh International Book Festival, McDermid says I've been deep diving into this podcast because it's got all sorts of strange dark corners things you wouldn't necessarily expect there are obvious topics like how to dress, but then you get sucked into things like medieval trans saints and sex workers and the medieval origins of coronations. I'm easily distracted by shiny things, and this is a podcast that's full of shiny things. Well, we agree. The medieval story of transgender people and sex workers is going to be fascinating. So if you're also intrigued, you can find Gone Medieval at podfollow.com and all major pod platforms. Media website asks you. Radio Today says that our colleagues over at Virgin Radio Pride, the LGBT plus service from the commercial radio operation, have broadcast and rendered to podcast a programme meeting LGBT plus people who were, to coin a phrase, the only gay in my village. The documentary is presented by hate from the legendary queer-friendly pop group Steps. Contributors to the documentary open up and share the unique and powerful experiences, often emotional journeys, that delve into the highs and lows of their lives whilst presenting unexpected, eye-opening and heartwarming stories. 
stories. Fat Phobia Busters, the LGBTQ-friendly, trans-inclusive blog challenging prejudice and discrimination against larger people, has published a blog post that will appeal to music fans everywhere. In a tribute to Cass Elliot, the Jewish hero-singer of the legendary 60s vocal group Mamas and the Papas, the blog examines Cass's life and the way in which fat phobia forced her into a cycle of drug abuse and unwise dieting that ultimately led to her early death, and how the same prejudice then created lies and myths around her sad demise. The blog links to several articles which have begun to appear in the mainstream media, which are also calling out the lies and distortions around Cass Elliot, who was known popularly as Mama Cass, but a term this is a term that many believe should be dropped, as she found it insulting. Cass Elliot's beautiful voice graces the 1996 Channel 4 movie Beautiful Thing, which charts the love between two teenage boys on a London housing estate. And her music remains popular with the LGBT plus communities to this day. And finally, the Daily Mirror reports that the singer of United Kingdom's first ever entry into the Eurovision Song Contest has passed away at the age of 88. Patricia Bredin died earlier this week. She was just 22 when she represented the UK in 1957's contest at Frankfurt in Germany. Despite not winning, Patricia went on to have a star studied career on stage and screen. LGBTQI plus fans of Eurovision whose Campri and yet Universalist message has made it a fan favourite in the queer calendar passed on their messages of condolence after Patricia's passing. For these news stories and many more do check out our website where we have much more for you to read. We are at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shoutout News this has been Ezra Peregrine and Terry Starr. Shout out news, national and international LGBT news for you. Shout out LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Well, that threw you a bit there, Terry, didn't it? <laughs> yes. That's a heavenly place on earth. I thought it sounds so different yeah. from the original. Yeah, that one, it's quite a weird, weird group. They're called W&W and AXMO. That's the name of the group. Yeah. Certainly. Lovely, nice. Very good. I listened to it in the gym. Right. <laughs> Who's Jim? <laughs> yeah. Who is Jim? Just, yeah. Does Carl know about Jim? <laughs> well, there was lots of talk in the studio earlier about getting the mics right. I thought, who's Mike and why is he right? You know. Yes, indeed. Well, you, your cupboard's full, so you can't get any more people down in your cupboard. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know it's all in my head, don't you? My psychiatrist does. So much is in your head, Terry. So much. Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, um, um, welcome back to uh, Jason and Andy talking about um, Indonesia. So it's lovely yes. to have you both on the show. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, now, before, um, in the last part, we were talking about your own experiences. Obviously, um, you know, one good, one not so good, but it sounds like... It's getting there, which is which is lovely to hear. But give us a bit of a kind of background on what it's actually like in Indonesia. So, for example, is it even legal to be gay at the moment? It's not illegal, but it's not legal yet. Right. So, so <laughs> <laughs> there's a new law. So, basically, right now, there is no law against LGBTQ community yeah. nationwide. Uh, but, but there's nothing to like protect us as well. Right. Yeah. So, um, gay. Ma- um, sorry. So, is there protections if you're heterosexual though? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 
There is yeah. one. No, there is one. There, there are many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, there's a new uh, law that could outlaw LGBTQ, but right now it's only on the specific act of sexual conduct. Yeah, I believe say. here it was called buggery, wasn't it? The law. Yeah. Yeah. Um, similar, yeah. similar kind of thing. So, and that, they're they're thinking of bringing that in at the moment, are they? Mm-hmm. It's it's out there, right? The, predis- the president signed it. No? Yeah, but there is actually another attempt right now. So Contest. some groups, yeah, mm-hmm. some groups, uh, the right wing specifically, the religious groups, they want to like implement a new criminal code in Indonesia to like basically punish. Someone, individual who is part of the LGBTQIA plus community, but it's being challenged by like the human yeah. rights group uh, and, and the and the, the, fe- the, the nationalists, the feminists, things some like that. Some feminist groups, yeah. yeah so it's f- still very hard, still very long way to go. If like the right wing groups want to like implement this law, but yeah, but the rhetoric has been around since um, like Terry read it um, since the 2010s up to this point. Uh, it's been the same. It's just a spin-off of the same propaganda, basically. So, do you get taught anything at school? Are they allowed to teach you? Do they teach you anything about it? No, no. not even sex ed. There's no. no sex ed. No, we don't have any sex ed, even for the straight hetero. They're I mean, not most most of us here. Certainly, I did. I I went to school when um, I think called Section Twenty Eight was in force, which forbade talking about um, anything LGBT mm-hmm. so I don't was your experience similar to mine in the fact you didn't understand what you were because yes. no one told you that we, what even being gay is let alone that it was we okay. have yeah we have let's say so-called role models on TV on the early tw- 2000s before the right wing came into more and more power so before back then uh, we have trans um Actors and we have, you know, queer actors who behave a certain way, like how we behave. So that's that was there before 2010s, basically. But were they were they actually? They're out loud out now. now. No, no. they're yeah. they're they're not out, but they're quite loud. Let's say because <laughs> yeah, because they're uh, basically like the like the um, pillars of the TV. They make good entertainment. Hmm. Yeah, it's very reminiscent of, a, um, of of our own culture. If you go yeah. back, yeah. you've well, got well. some states, haven't you? That because um, ruling in Indonesia is is, is quite um, <coughs> statewide, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So you've got Sharia law, haven't you? In some uh, some states, yes. Yeah, so, so so we have like thirty eight provinces, and you can think the province like equal to like the s- states in the United States with less right. power, but less power, but still more powerful probably than provinces in Canada for example right so so for so one particular province it's called it's called Aceh they implement the Sharia law and it is currently the only province uh, in our in the nationwide that can basically punish punish LGBTQ um, plus people yeah but and not only that uh, they're discriminative in a way that uh, for example in the way you dress in the way you carry yourself especially for women they're so even though you're you're not adhering to the islam as a religion but you still have to cover your hair you still have to cover you have to dress um modestly etc so 
Yeah. It's the only state currently. Yep. Hopefully, not more. The current, the, the only province, but some city level laws access that uh, that are again. Uh, LGBTQIA plus community, uh, especially in the island of Sumatra, where the tendency of uh, the population is more towards right wing and Islam. Religious, yeah, Islam as the biggest religion, religion in the island is practically dictating. Take, yeah, dictating all the behavior attitudes towards LGBTQ. Yeah, and it's it's a common thing, I guess, uh, for our rulers to use religion as a as a tool to control people. Because right now they're again and again they're using um, propaganda's rhetorics against the minority. Yeah. Not uh, we already have um, the history of um, discriminated uh, discrimination against uh, the Chinese population. By the way, as a background, Jason and I belong to that community. We're Chinese Indonesians, and that said, we're kind of a double minority there. So triple it's minority. Triple minority. Yeah, because <laughs> well, we if if we're part of the LGBTQ okay. group. Yeah. We are not adhering Islam as our religion. Oh, yeah, yeah. We are from ethnic minorities as well. Right. So we're a triple minority. It is very hard for us. It's very hard, it's very hard for us to get jobs. Uh, in the public sector. In the public sectors. Right. It's hard to get in the public schools. You would probably Imp- almost impossible, almost impossible. Yeah. So there's real race. There's real racism in real Indonesia racism. as well against real racism. There's a divide. The, the minorities. Yeah. There's yeah. a divide. What, what about the other religions? Because it's not just Islam and Christianity that's there. Are other religions like Buddhism and Chinese yeah. religion? Yeah, there yeah. As well? um, so they recognize. So the state, the state, the country recognizes as uh, six religions. So um, Islam. Um, so they divide Christianity into Protestantism and Catholicism, and then we have uh, Hinduism and Buddhism. And, right. and the last is the Confucianism, which mm. is quite funny we, because it's not a religion. But it's a philosophy, isn't yeah. it? Yes, it's a philosophy. Yeah. But because the first um, consti- the first constitution we have is called um, Pancasila. Yeah. So basically, Indonesia it is. The only country well, I, we it? we need to have a religion. Yeah, it's illegal to it's not illegal have to have a religion. To not have a religion. It's yes. Yeah, it's in the first constitution. Yeah. So oh. if you don't have a religion, you can be sentenced to jail. Wow. Gosh, really? You could be. Yeah. Get, uh, yeah. You could. You're. You're. Um, you're practically not a resident of the country if you don't have a religion. So you you said you you don't. You're not Islam. Do you have a religion? It's it's a tricky question. <laughs> so it's a pr- tricky, tricky question. Yeah, I mean, like uh, both of us definitely not religious. Yeah, we br- we were brought up religious, but by by default, yeah. the religion in in our countries the they reject our identity. So it you you we get a sense of conflict within ourselves. Yeah, like my so family, they're not. They're no longer religious. Only my brother uh, still goes to the church. None of right. us. But then his church. It's like the core. How is it? How is it with the younger generations? Because obviously, they're the next ones that are going to grow up. Are they more accepting of the LGBT community? Are they less religious? Mm. So they're actually more open-minded and more conservative i mean like in ca- in the capital both of us live in the capital oh yeah uh the younger 
generations uh, tend to be more open-minded, more embracing like a sort of quote-unquote Western culture, right. things like that. But the problem is the people in the capital is so small compared to like the rest of the. But it does tend Thailand. to be a capital that leads, you know. I mean, I'm not saying it, ha- it happens elsewhere, but like here, for example, a lot of the stuff that was the fight for equality started in London um, and the mm. like. And although it's, it goes on everywhere across the country, especially now, you often often find that. So is there a gay scene over there? Do you, do you, do you have places you can go as gay people? Yeah, there are. I yeah. Mean, like, in the capital, it's very... Open. I mean, like, you go to the and shopping malls, you can see, like, trans people. Visible. Visible. And also the island of Bali, because um, the majority is not Muslim, it's not um, Islam there. It's Hindu. It's Hindu, and they are more uh, open towards that. And it's, it's the groups that are fighting for equality, for the yes. LGBT groups. So, mm-hmm. so there is a fight going on for it. Yes, yeah. there is a fight going on for it. And uh, But unfortunately, again, people in power, they, they really love to use that the same agenda to push towards the public to distract them from the real yeah. problems. Yeah. I mean, like even though we live in the capital, the capital doesn't dictate everything. Yeah. yeah. So... Because like uh, what I don't know whether you guys remember about or what Terry said at the beginning, like the most populated island is in the western part of the yes. Indonesia. They're more conservative towards oh, right. the other islands, and usually uh, the politicians who win the votes in these islands basically ruled everything. Right. Well, listen, it's been absolutely fascinating talking about it. I, I think we carry on for for another half hour, but we're, we are running out of show. Um, uh, it's lovely. You're here for a few years studying, aren't you? And um, yeah. hopefully... Invite you- us back. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Cool. Well, listen, um, thank you so much for coming in and give us a bit of insight into a, a country I don't think we've ever explored before on the show, have we? Yeah. Um, no, it's it's lovely, lovely it's to hear pleasure. it. And then I, ha- I hope um, that... the, the the fight continues and you know yes. you get to a yeah. point where Indonesia has a kind of equality that we know we all deserve you know so yes um, but for now um, so. a big thank you to uh, Jason and Andy thank you thank so you much. thank you for having us uh, you're listening to Shout Out stay with us back in a minute the Shout Out podcast for more information about Shout Out Radio visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt Shout Out LGBT Radio for you there you go that was a bit of a Banger, wasn't oh, I it? thought I, at the beginning that was I need a miracle. Oh, oh, um, yeah. It wasn't. Talk, talk us miracle. But no, that's, to called, sing um, that's called Desire, and that's by uh, Calvin Harris and Sam I'm Smith. Cow. Bit of raving, yeah. wasn't it? A bit of a raving <laughs> yeah. thing. I was obviously obviously the dancing <laughs> move when I put. The you did. It's all trance <laughs> night, isn't it? Tonight yeah. on Shout Out. Shout Out. Shout Out. has gone Australian again on Shout Out Radio. I was going to say we should have something multicultural, so we could have Desireless. Yes，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，很，
You've just made me think of something. Um, anybody been watching Heartstopper season two? Yes. Oh, they're in Paris. Yes. <laughs> We're only on episode yeah, four. Yeah, I was going to say, don't tell me how it ends because I, I haven't got, got that far. They yet. all break up and so, get. Oh, have I? No, I have. I have. We watched the end and the other oh, part. Oh, yeah. okay. It's lovely. They're already making um, season three. I did. I read that today. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm really excited. I, you know, the the graphic novels, comics um, are are really beautiful. All of her work yeah. is amazing. If so. you've not heard of it, it's a Netflix. Um, series mm. based on um, um, a load of books. Um, Alice Oseman. Yeah. Yes. Books, yeah. Um, and um, they, they're called Heartstopper, aren't they? I don't think they've got names for the individual books, have they? I'm not. I'm not sure. Not just Volume One, Volume Two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and they made it into a TV series. So it's basically the, the coming out story of, of a lot of um, yeah. teen, teens at school. And it's oh, it's nice. very sweet and, and yeah. it's a lovely watch. Yeah. You know. And the it's kind of like the modern brilliant. version of beautiful thing was for me in the mm. 90s when I was coming out but the difference was that was a film and this is a series so there's a lot more to watch so yeah and it's, it's made me really reflect back on my school years and I, I know that there's people sort of in their 50s 60s 70s within the LGBT community feeling quite um very reflective on what they weren't taught and the experiences they didn't have and recognising that yes it's still difficult to be out but it's a different type of difficult um, Isn't the girl in that series that we're watching, she's in Doctor Who? She is, she? yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. she is um, the the lead trans female actress in, in Heartstopper, Heartstopper oh, right. is also in the new Doctor Who I always want to say sidekick and it's not sidekick is it Terry Starr? Companion yes. assistance. <laughs> like they it. normally say. Sorry, it, it so. comes out every time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know when Doctor Who's next out actually. I think it's Christmas? in November. November, yeah, yeah. October, yeah. November, because yeah. it's the 60th anniversary. Scooty Gatwar is the next one. No, he's Tenon. Yes, but he's only kind of like temporary. Yeah, he's like popping in for a sec for a cup of tea and then he's off again. Cheeky Tenon. He's like that, he is. Her name is Yasmin Finney and she plays Elle. Sorry, I had to get that. I've I forgot her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And there's um, another season of the podcasts coming as well. Doctor Who redacted. That you there remember is. the lovely Ella Watts from <laughs> Shout Out. Yeah, she founded um, them. Yeah. Directed. She's sadly not going to be directing no. and producing the new one, which is a bit of a no, shame. No, no, they dropped so, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a bit of an issue. Yeah, I think yeah. a number of people commented online. So. She had a lot of support. Yeah, and she did. She was quite upset. That it was yeah. the, the rug was pulled from mm. under her for it. And um, sometimes that's the way it happens at big big operations like the BBC. It can do, unfortunately. Well, yeah. she's also left the BBC as well. Um, yeah. so, but hello, Ella, if you're listening. We, we miss you. Ella come can back. Come she's back doing here amazing stuff. She she's got her own uh, game out up River Down River. She has, so, uh, yes, that yes. was a, a little advertisement. She's a director producer, I think, for um, um, the Zombie Run. Yeah, thing. Zombie Run app. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, which is so amazing. <laughs> if you think you could do a voiceover, give, yeah. give, give her a shout. If you hated Couch to 5K, do you some, try out Zombie Run? It's a lot more entertaining. <laughs> it's really, have, you, have you ever tried it? Yes, it, it I have. It uses a GPS on your phone, and you get the guys like shouting at you, now turn left, and watch out, there's a zombie. <laughs> it's quite terrifying, yeah. but it's hilarious fun, and, and it does make you run, I've got to say. Is it like a virtual reality thing? Is it well, kind of, but it's, yeah, it's audio. It's, all, yeah. it's just ah. audio, but it, but it works out where you are. Yeah. So like, if you're running 
running around, for example, St. George, it'll tell you to turn left and say, there's a zombie. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're listening to all this stuff and there's character voices and, yeah. Actually, yeah. you go around yeah. St. George, there are quite a few zombies. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> just saying, sorry, anyone lives in St. George. Yeah, I lived there for six years, Terry, all right? And I got out alive. <laughs> Terry, I'd just like to say, you know that the studios are in St. George, right? <laughs> <laughs> And we really won't get out We won't get out of the building Bottle of cocktails flying We just have people at the windows going oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, should, we should just say On the subject of Doctor Who We should wish Sylvester McCoy A happy 80th birthday oh, Happy oh, birthday wow. Sunday. Happy yeah. birthday Sylvester Yes Not today though is it No no for, It's the 20th, 20th of uh, August That would be a cool person I, To share my birthday with I think the only celebrity I've got Is Robert De Niro Who is pretty epic Oh, I, I was just say, I, I share mine with um, Chris Evans. Oh. oh, aren't you lucky? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd be so excited about that. <laughs> Do you know who you share your birthday with, Andy? Me? No, I haven't got a clue. <laughs> I haven't got a clue. No. So. Oh. If you're looking it up, you've got about four seconds. <laughs> no, I was looking at me because I'm a Leo and selfish. Oh, um, right. Sean Penn um, <laughs> is the only other one on that list. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, that's it for this week. Um, happy Indonesia Independence Day um, to those of you listening. Uh, shout out is looking for more volunteers to join us. You don't need any experience, um, and there is positions both on and off air. If you're interested, get in touch via our socials or our website, shoutoutradio.lgbt. Uh, next week, we're talking to Pridecaf, but from myself, from Terry, from Ez, from Andy, from Steph, from Tara, and the lovely guys from Indonesia. Say bye-bye, everyone. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you.